and hello everyone if you have been with us uh thanks and we apologize for the nonsense you had to endure and if you haven't been with us then hopefully we have um eliminated uh, the little scamps from trying to interfere with our audio and we are all going to be present and heard tonight minus one Sasquatch who is unable to be with us uh, unless he decides to uh, pop in like a slow loading texture tonight <laughs> I am joined by my two lovely co-hosts I have one Gwen the Bard how are you hello I'm good thank you awesome possum and also a gone crazy pack soon how are you I'm good we made it we did it hopefully we kicked all the scamps out yeah yeah the pre-show thing might have to be uh sort of a normal thing going forward just so we can make sure that that's not going to be an issue because man that's frustrating to spend all the hard hard work we'll put all that time in and just go where'd it go where'd it go <laughs> so it happens it does it does um so We've got uh, some news that's a little less newsy than it would have been previously, because by now maybe you've already heard of it, but we'll still touch on it. Um, and we've got some new articles that have come out this past, so that, were they just this past week, is that right? Yeah, um, literally right after the last show, because we tend to do stuff on Sunday, and then sometimes they drop stuff on, you know, Monday or whatever. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, Awesome. Um, well, let's just jump right into the meat of things. Uh, Is that a Bosmer joke? Unintentionally? <laughs> Although, when and I are sitting here? <laughs> now that you say that, that sounds kind of disgusting. Like, jump into the meat of things, knowing that you eat your enemies. And, uh, we didn't know that you drank raw. Listen. I don't follow the traditional sense of that of the meat mandate. It's fine. I don't eat. No offense. So I think you're safe. Well, I don't and I don't really advise eating meat anyway. I'm kinda of furry. We're I mean, not hardcore green packed people. If you can't tell by that bowl of blueberries sitting in front of us. Yeah. Well, as a cat who has experienced uh fur balls, you don't want one, okay? Hair balls, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, you, don't, you don't want to cough one of those things up, so don't eat me. Nope. <laughs> um, all right, so recently, uh, as we tried to discuss uh, once before, uh, they had some hardware changes that they've made. Um, they changed out some servers for PCNA, and now the game is amazing. It was terrible before, and now it's great, right? Sure. I mean, I don't, I don't know that it's perfect by any means, but apparently, um, there have been some really positive uh, feedback things, at least when they first did it, from the PvP uh, side of things, because people were saying the PvP seemed to suddenly run quite a bit smoother. Cyrodiil seemed to be a little bit better. So, uh, I think they're hoping that by exchanging some of that hardware. Um, for newer stuff and kind of catching up a little bit, but it will also help with some of the, you know, input lag issues and issues that they've been having on, on that side of things. So it's, it seems positive, 
there's quite a few PVPers who are streamers who um, heard about it and jumped back in and tried it and seem to be fairly happy with the way it's going. So hopefully it sticks. Um, they're supposed to be doing that with other servers eventually, uh, but the PCNA ones were priority because of some of the issues that they had recently. So, and yep. those are really heavily loaded servers. Um, I would say most of the time. So, yeah. And they did. Uh, they didn't even. Well, they kind of undersold this too, right? Because they, they said that they're doing these things, but they don't really expect to see any significant performance improvements. Yeah. So, so I think the fact that there was a bit of a performance improvement was not surprising, but uh, kind of a refreshing thing for people because that was not expected. There was just quite a bit of downtime that day, and then it was like, okay, hopefully when we come in, this fixes the login queue issues. Well, people were still getting, like, those one-second queues every once in a while, but apparently it seemed to change some of the other performance challenges. So let's hope that it keeps going in that direction, since that's one of the things they were really focused on um, this time There's around. There's a wall. What'd you say? I know. I I had it in screenshot mode, and then I accidentally stood oh. up and went to sit back down. And because I have it in screenshot mode, it wouldn't show me. Yes, Zoss, <laughs> um, you're clearly listening chair. to this, and uh, you need you need to add the ability to sit down and interact with things in screenshot mode. Okay, so Please. You know, when, when when you guys Thanks. when you guys get done listening, then that should be your highest priority is sitting down in screenshot mode. Thanks. I mean, actually, you can, but you'd have to type it in to the text box, which is yucky. Which is not really a convenient thing to do on console. Nope. So. Like, I wouldn't but even know console. how to start, so... You just do forward slash and then whatever the action is you want to do. Or the emote. I mean, I guess sit chair would make me produce my own chair, but still. I like being anyway. able to produce my own chair just out of thin air. Hey, see what I did there? <laughs> All right, furball guy. <laughs> so that bunny likes to eat Khajiit, in case you were curious. <laughs> is that the bunny with the red eyes? Yeah, <laughs> it is a pretty... I, I know why you sat in there next to the Khajiit. <laughs> scary looking bunny. Uh, oh, Sasquatch just said, what? Now I know I'm not the only reason we start late. <laughs> I'm gonna say, come on down, buddy. Door's unlocked. I mean, it's just curtains, but it's unlocked. Yeah, so the door's um, open, so Sasquatch might join us, and if so, uh, awesome. Um, so, I kind of don't want to go too far if he's going to show up because then we have to backtrack we have to act like we never said all this and we got to repeat everything he again he can just join in on the next topic it's fine. Oh, I don't think he's coming alright so next topic <laughs> alright um, well when you listen oh. to this Sasquatch just know we love you and we missed you yeah. alright uh, go ahead oh I was just going to say she said next topic I was going to say, um, there was a lot of Tales of Tribute news this week. Like, lots of, um, a couple of the articles actually had to do with um, things that are coming out in relation to Tales of Tribute. Um, there was one, 
gosh, was it last week? Somebody else, a couple of the, the streamers have released stuff recently too because they were able to do the preview stuff. Um, so there's quite a few articles that are starting to float around about this. Um, so it's pretty exciting to start to see some of the details, I think. Yeah, um, I'm pretty ready to get my hands on it and actually uh, play a few games, see how it goes. I am excited for one of the first unlockable decks called Duke of Crows, just because mm. Nocturnal and Duke of Crows, and I am all for that. Yeah. So the article that we're referencing is on ElderScrollsOnline.com. It is uh, called 10 Things You Need to Know About Tales of Tribute. So this is part of their preview set that they do for High Isle and Legacy of the Bretons for this year. Um, can you guys believe, too, that we are, like, less than a month away from this releasing on PC and then almost a month away from it releasing on console? It's pretty exciting. Lies. Yeah. Don't believe you. Uh, d yeah, June 6th and June 21st. I actually got the dates right this time. Fix it didn't happen. Well, I can send you a screenshot if you really want. But... Oh, well, I am looking at the article. So I think I, you're looking at the article, hopefully. I, I guess that will suffice um, for now. Um... Yeah, uh, so we can we don't really need to read the intro there, right? Um, no, I don't think so. I think we can just the... kind of touch on the things they talk about in it. Uh, yeah. So one of the first things that Gwen was talking about is they mentioned that you can unlock eight decks in the High Isle chapter. So there's going to be eight what they're calling patron decks in Tales of Tribute, which will be themed around organizations or individuals in the world of Tamriel, which will also define the type of playstyle for the deck. So the first four that they have released um, are going to be unlocked right after you complete the tutorial. And then you can unlock four additional decks by doing quests and achievements and things as well. Um, and also coming uh, in drops while you participate in the overworld content. So the first four that they've given us names for are Loremaster Celerus. I would guess that's how you pronounce his name. Um, Delman Halalu. The Duke of Crows, like Gwen mentioned, and then St. Pelin. Um, so those are the first four decks. Uh, it says each player then will select two patrons to start. So before the beginning of the match, both you and your opponent each select two patron decks to bring to the match, which will each contain 20 cards. These 80 cards, along with 20 neutral cards, are shuffled into the tavern. The tavern is a pool of five cards that you and your opponent acquire cards from throughout the game. So they're naming different decks or different placements in the game, like patrons or the tavern. Um, so that's going to be, I think, a learning curve for people rather than thinking of like deck one, two, three, four or things like that. Um, do you, either of you have experience with like deck games or card games? Uh, just a little bit with, um, I played, I played Elder Scrolls Legends, um, I played mm -hmm. a little bit of Gwent and a little bit of Hearthstone. Um, I think I played like a little bit of the tutorial for the Magic Digital game. Um, but, um, where this is different from what I've seen from those is rather than, you know, most games you bring your deck and you, you play with your deck. And this is combining, um, so you each each player brings two decks. Is that what it said, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. 
and then those all just get combined. And that's that's kind of their one one way that they've, uh, I guess, addressed the issue of, um, you know, new players not being able to compete. Is you're not just going to be going up against people that have got all the cards and you have nothing. It, whatever cards they bring, you have the potential to draw those two. Is how it's how it sounds to me because it all goes into one uh, one central deck known as the tavern. Um, yeah. So I did want to point out one thing from that previous section. Um, mm -hmm. where it, it says that you get the other decks uh, as drops um, it specifies and I don't know if this was just kind of an oversight or misprint or if this is how it works but uh, it specifies Hiles overworld content uh, did they not say um, you'd be able to get these from just playing anywhere in the game I don't believe so like I don't recall them saying that um, I think if it was mentioned, it was probably mentioned as later on. We hope to have them, okay. or we hope to add decks and things like that from the rest of the game. I would guess it's going to be one of those situations where when you're going to start off, it's just going to be chapter specific. Uh, and then as they go, they may add additional content. What they did say from a lore perspective is that this game has existed for a long time. It's just that it has been popularized, um, in particular in High Isle, because of the way that um, the people there are. So right. I think they're looking at it from the background of lore, from the perspective that it's been everywhere, um, but that it has started and is mainly played in High Isle. Did they say that you'd uh, be able to like encounter people in like the taverns and stuff throughout uh, the existing zones. I really thought that mm. I, I remember them saying, kind of along with what you're saying, is that they want it to feel like this has been there. So if it's suddenly just in one zone and not, it kind of seems yeah, to I, sort of go against that a little bit. But uh, I don't recall. I don't remember oh the gosh. specifics. Uh, anyway, that's not important. Uh, what is important is you only have 90 seconds per turn. That Which is, actually sounds yeah. like a lot when you think about it, because 90 seconds, that's a lot of time. Yeah. It can be, but I would guess, like, depending on how your deck falls, that it could be a challenge, you know? Um, yeah, it... Sometimes when you're... Because of the way that combos work, and when you see what the other team, or the other, the other player... Uh, has on the board and you're trying to decide you there's a lot of strategy that goes into it and I'm by no means an expert uh, but you have to kind of try to assume based on what you see them play you, you kind of have to try to guess what you think they may play next uh, to some extent mm -hmm. because if you're not careful then you end up putting your high value cards at risk and because Sometimes a move may take a turn or two to set up. You know, you may you may want to get things on the board that um, and it talks about combos a little bit further down. But you may want to put things on the board that when you play something later, it's going to activate something on those cards. But you'll need to wait another turn to to put that card down. Um, but if you do that, if you put those, if you put you know maybe two cards down that you're going to try to activate their secondary abilities on your next turn 
those two cards may end up just being taken out and basically serving you no value at all. So there is a lot of kind of back and forth that people that are really, really good at it can probably process that information and just sort of know what to expect and can deal with it in a short period of time. But, um, and I, but I think that's where the, you know, quick to pick up time, you know, takes time to master thing you hear about every game in the world. Um, comes in is that you know you'll have to kind of get familiar with the strategies that other players are using with the decks that they bring uh, you'll kind of pick which, up go ahead which you'll be able to do easily because uh it i like how it's just kind of sneaks it in there that uh you'll be able to uh, find matches using the activity finder either mm -hmm. ranked play or casual matches yep you can get in a lot of practice using that activity finder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they said that there will be dailies as well. Like, um, complete a match. Kind of, I would imagine there'd be something like along the lines of like Battlegrounds, like, you know, like a complete a match or win a match or, you know, they'll probably do stuff in regards to uh, Seals of Endeavor, I would assume, too, potentially. So, so there's probably going to be a guy to check in with at some tavern somewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, and it may be Bragas. I mean, he is the one that's giving the tutorial, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but um, we'll have to see. I do like that in this it says, um, it explains a little bit more about the patrons, too. It says patrons are potent but costly, so each deck is accompanied by a patron of the same name. When they're activated by you or your opponent, they provide special boons, and then you can choose to activate one each turn, but some effects or combos may allow you to interact with an additional patron. But be aware, earning the favor of a patron often requires the trade of another material. So something like power, coin, or even a card themselves. So it seems like um, how you win and things like that can be can be done in multiple ways. Um, but it may be at the sacrifice of some of your deck. Uh, so there's two methods to defeat the opponent. You either collect 40 or more prestige, which is earned via card or patron abilities, or by converting power at the end of your turn. Um, beyond scoring 40 or more prestige, you can also maintain your lead through your opponent's next turn, but if your opponent scores higher than you in their following turn, then you would have to get a larger lead. Um, it says the process continues until one player cannot gain a lead over the other during their turn or either one of you hits 80 total. The other path to victory involves gaining the favor of all four patrons by the end of your turn. So basically, since those patrons appear because you choose two apiece, if you gain the favor of the patrons that the other person brought and the two that you brought, then um, regardless of how much prestige you have, you'll automatically win the match. So it's kind of like, are you smart or are you popular? <laughs> That's kind of how I see that. I bet you have to bribe that Duke of Crows with bright, shiny gold. Oh, I'm sure. It's going to be interesting to see how um, how they... Have, I mean, I guess, I guess you could go watch somebody that's playing it. Um, and you, you, you'd already have these answers, but um, I haven't done that. Um, but I am curious to see uh, how the Patreons play and patron, the patrons... Um, how the patrons play and the different because it says you know they're each one has a 
a play style somewhat associated with it, right? Um, yep. So how they work those in and, and the different things that you have to do in order to win their favor. Um, yeah, it, it kind of sounds like the way that the... Um, so in Gwent, a uh, card game from The Witcher, um, and I don't remember the terminologies, but basically you pick a faction, and I don't remember if the faction has, like, uh, if it's like the leader associated with it or what, but there's, um, over to the side, there's like a, uh, some sort of representation of somebody from that faction that you can activate depending on what it is, maybe uh, one time per round or up to three times per round or something like that. But they have um, unique abilities like adding health to a card um, or maybe eliminating one card from the other team's side or uh, if its point value is you know, a certain amount or less or maybe a certain amount or higher, then they, they can just take that card off the board, you know, things, things like that. Like uh, the, I wonder if the patrons are going to work similar to, to that. Perhaps mm. I should go actually watch somebody play. <laughs> yeah. I think there are things like that, that it's going to be, it's, it's going to be interesting because of the play styles of each deck, like you said. So there's definitely going to be ones that are probably more defensive, ones that are more offensive. So I think it's kind of fun because if you're a person that like, doesn't necessarily or isn't necessarily able to focus on like a one step ahead with your um opponent that you're playing there may be the ones that are better for you if you're just trying to gain the attention of those four um uh oh my gosh i can't say the name of it right now because i'm patrons thank you patrons um so if you have a a deck that's more about that and then someone else is playing a defensive deck that has to do with you know converting power to prestige or things like that it's going to change how that game is played completely and that doesn't even include all the other things like there's extra stuff that it talks about like agent cards which have a cooldown pile um that's a little much to probably get into for us right now but um, you know, they're ones that have to be destroyed and things like that. And then you also have contract cards, which are a cooldown, go into the cooldown pile and they're designated where, um, they have like a one-time ability or an agent that takes effect on the table. So once you use them, they're gone for the match. So like, that seems like those could be cards that could make or break you in certain instances. So it'll be yeah, I know cool in, to see how that goes. Uh, like in Legends, if I recall correctly, it's been a while. Um, you have the cards that you actually put on the board, and then you have like you had spells, and spells you just you would cast, and it was just an ability that did a thing, and then that card got discarded. Um, so you could just do like attack a card or attack the other uh, opponent directly uh, or you might heal one of your cards or your um, or your player character whatever they they call it like 
it's called attacking face. So you heal your mm -hmm. face. Um, but it may, it may be something similar to that. I, I really, I really am in, interested to see some of this stuff because it, it sounds so different than the card games that I've played. But I, I mean, again, I'm, I'm by no means like a connoisseur of card games. So, um, I want to get my hands on it. I want to play it. Yeah, me too, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that pretty much, for the most part, covers this this article. They do talk about power right at the end and how it's a different um, resource for you. So you can either gain it through card effects and combos or patron abilities, um, but you can also use it to remove agents from the board, or it can be transferred one-to-one -one into prestige. So again, I think all of that will make much more sense once everybody gets their hands on the game. Um, those of us that are on console obviously don't get to mess with it on PTS. So I think the, the learning curve probably on PC, I feel like there'll be some people that are ahead of the game and then when it drops on console, I feel like we'll, we'll catch up, but uh, it'll definitely be fun to see to see how this plays. I definitely need to look up some videos on it and see some stuff that people have put out on it because I haven't I haven't taken the time to be able to do that yet. So. Yeah, same. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until it comes out and just learn by that tutorial and see how it goes. Oh, that's true. I probably will do that. But, I mean, I at least like to, like... Yeah, I, I won't, like, read through a walkthrough or anything crazy like that, but I do just kind of want to see somebody like play a match you know I think that'd be fun um yeah sneaky wood elf went invisible <gasps> uh oh you disappeared disappeared um while she's coming back did we lose her all together I think we may no. have no. oh okay okay Whew. got scared there for a second um, so let's talk about why you named the episode, what you named the episode, Never. Uh, well, I named the episode, uh, Deck the Hobbits, because <laughs> we're discussing a card game, which is being introduced to us by one of the hobbits from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Billy Boyd. Who was <laughs> Mary? I thought you or... said Hobbit because he's a the person the character itself is a wood elf. Bragus. Oh. Yeah, because you know Hobbits, wood elves, basically the same, right? Oh, uh, every person it, it in there. It made sense to me. Every lore person just shuddered. <laughs> um, let's see. Was he Merry or, or Pippin? Billy Boyd. Yeah. He was. Wow, I'm it, awful. Aren't they the same character? Lord of the Rings like, person. No. no I were, love Lord of the Rings. Friends. Why am I having a brain fart? Because it's 1 a.m. for me. No, uh, he was Pippin. Yes, okay. Mary was Dominic Monaghan. There we go. Yeah, so anyway, that's why I gave it the name, because we're talking about cards and We've got a, a a guy that played a hobbit now playing a a, a wood elf. You said, and yeah, and introducing His us name to is the Bragus. game. Yeah, 
and that's what the next article is is um, well actually it's not even necessarily an article it's more of a um, hey check out this video yeah um, it's like a video introduction to Bragas which is pretty cool yeah uh, and if you watch that video, one of the things I thought was pretty cool about it is they, um, when he's, he's talking about his character and he says he thinks that he really, uh, he sees this as someone who enjoys watching other people succeed and he wants everyone to mm -hmm. do well. Um, so, you know, it's kind of a nice encouraging character to, uh, to interact with, you know, you're going to meet him and he's going to be like, Hey, uh, I think you're great. You're swell. I hope you do well. <laughs> Anyway. Sure, it's not going to be just this wood elf who goes, Hey, you want to draw a card? Or want to play some cards? Just like this guy who's trying to show you this carny game. Because I could see it going that way, too, honestly. <laughs> he, he's the wood elf equivalent of the uh, Khajiit that will sell you crown crates. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope it don't go that way. <laughs> uh, if it did, I'd be on board, though. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, if you have a chance, uh, and we will try to link this stuff in show notes if we remember. I never remember because um, I'm, I'm terrible. But um, we'll try to put these um, put these links in there. Um, definitely go check this video out. It's only what four or five minutes long. It's not like. even. It's two minutes and thirty seconds. Is it okay? I watched it, but I wasn't paying attention to how long it was. Yeah. I knew it was short. So yeah, go check it out. It's um, it's a good video, and you know, uh, gives you a little, little bit, little bit of a preview of the character. And um, I don't know how much interaction beyond, I guess, the tutorial uh, you'll it have. It says with... he's in the quest line. Okay. All right. Yeah. I did yeah. Say that so, uh, yeah, it says um, in this adventure, Boyd serves as the voice of the card-playing wood elf Bragas, who plays a pivotal role in the tutorial and quest line for the deck-building card game Tales of Tribute. So. I think he's going to be around for a while. <laughs> Pretty yep. exciting. Yep, that's going to be cool. Um, definitely going to go get Ember, and then we're going to go find this guy and learn how to play cards. Yup. So. Maybe in that order? Maybe not in that order. No, know. no, no. Let's you got to stop and go fishing first. Do I? <laughs> Ember apparently hates fishing. Oh, yeah. I saw that, and I was so sad. Yeah, but yeah. I'm thinking I Ember... I saw your thing. Well, she can't be perfect. Perfect. She's a cat! What cat doesn't like fish? Oh, I, I think I think she'll eat fish. I just don't think that she wants to get in the water to catch it. <laughs> From the article mm. we read last week, it sounds like she is very impatient, and fishing is an activity that requires a lot of patience, so it makes sense. Yeah, I'm just disappointed. That does make sense. <laughs> you're gonna, your rapport with her is going to go down every time you catch a fish. Stop it! Stop stopping for fish. <laughs> we have things to do. Let's go. Pull instead stuff of distract, instead of distracting Bastion with finding a cheap stroke. Hey, go look at that firefly! Isn't that cool? Grabs the stroke. Speaking of fireflies, uh, Bragus, that his name? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, he encourages betting on uh, torch bug races, apparently. <laughs> Never bet on anything that can run faster than you. Torch mm -hmm. bugs are okay. There you go. So There you go. Just, just throwing that out there. Um, 
So the next uh, next thing we've got is the was it the trial preview. Yeah. Yes. This is like a really short trial preview. It's not a full breakdown or anything with Finn, but um, again, it's coming to us from ElderScrollsOnline.com, um, and it's the Dreadsail Reef trial preview. And holy wow! All I can say is our audio version will not do these pictures that are in this article justice. Cause... So we s- can, can I describe them? Yeah, please. <laughs> okay, so we start off with this giant thing that looks like a lurcher, but made out of coral and animated with water. It yeah. almost looks like a lurcher wearing uh, overalls. I'm just saying. <laughs> Okay, now I can't unsee that, and I yeah. hate you for it. <laughs> it's a lurcher wearing coral overalls. <laughs> I'm done with you. There's that. Gwen so vividly described it, and then you come in and say he's wearing coral overalls. I'm sorry. That's what I see. I did so good. You did do you good. Did I have nothing it. against you. That's just what I saw. Okay, that's fine. It's a small picture on a phone. I, it's okay. Yeah, I'm sure it won't look like that at all in, in game. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's pretty exciting, that one there. It's got um, a couple players in the picture, and then, like, the area around it is kind of this weird green, like, misty, foggy stuff with coral and water in the background. It looks super cool. Um basically what it says uh we can i actually i guess we can read this it says uh go ahead i was gonna say we are infiltrating a maumer pirate hideout yeah i am excited for more maumer content okay go ahead no 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 i am super excited too i'm glad that you're mentioning it because i'm the same way uh it said dreadsail reef is the island home of the dreadsail pirates and their cunning fleet queen talaria explains Mike Finnegan, the ESO's encounter lead. A group of Malamur that has been plaguing the Isles of Late, the Dreadsail, are a scourge of the seas, patrolling and raiding shipping lanes and attacking merchant vessels and generally being a nuisance. <laughs> so basically what happens is uh, there's you find out about the location of their harbor and it's not a secret, so now a Breton flotilla sails out to Dreadsail Reef to go after the pirate fleet. So it's that's a that sounds like a really neat quest line. Um, yeah, it sounds so cool. Um, let's see, what else does it say? It says, to ensure that the pirates are wiped out, High Isles Admiral Galvin, Galvandier, I'm going to say? Galvandier has concocted a daring plan. While the DeFort flotilla battles the Dreadsail fleet itself, a smaller invasion will storm the beach and make its way to the pirate city and city and capture the fleet queen before her sea magics condemn the high isle navy to the deep so it's kind of cool because it sounds like in the quest line there's like two assaults happening like you're part of the basically like <laughs> the Tamriel SWAT team I guess that's gonna go or, in and like, yep. like uh, infiltrate everything behind the scenes while they're being distracted by the other stuff that's happening out in the actual ocean which is pretty cool um, it also says we get a chance with Dreadsail Reef to explore the Maormar a little more and craft some really interesting abilities. They use water and the sea in new and remarkable ways, so players should stay on their toes and expect the unexpected. So, yeah. 
this one, when you scroll down, like, we'll, I mean, we can talk about the picture, I guess, of the people chilling in the cool armor, Listen, but I'm, I'm really interested that in that bottom one. Yeah. Like, whew. What are you, what were you saying you were gonna I was expect? gonna say, expect the unexpected. I'm expecting that air Archernock to be utilizing that air ability to make hurricanes, okay? Uh -huh. That's what I'm expecting. Yeah. It says, uh, exactly, because I guess this quote from Finn says, group coordination is really important. Everyone has a job to do, and being able to perform in tight windows is crucial. That makes me think that he's going to do some gnarly mechanic or AoE where it's like, okay, if you don't do this in the next two seconds, everybody's dead. Because <laughs> it says, tanks need to pay attention to their monster placement and spacing, while DPS and healers will need to know which mechanics to engage with and when. So that makes me think that there's going to be a ton of stuff going on at the same time, and it's going to be like, okay, pull the ads. Okay, don't pull the ads. Okay, do this mechanic. Okay, now this person has to do this mechanic while these person people aren't. Like, it feels like that's kind of what that quote says. Uh, so I bet you're right. Um, the last picture that Gwen was referencing looks like this gnarly massive like air atronach but it's made out of coral and underneath you've got like the party so that the players are underneath in this like water area but it literally looks like a maelstrom or a hurricane underneath it and there's some players that are outside of that circle and some players that are inside now in the picture who knows <laughs> what's actually supposed to be happening but yeah it looks super cool and they mention um crashing waves monsters and myrrh um in the boss battles so. also that thing it, has a ship anchor in its head yeah it, it looks does. marvelous <laughs> marvelous so marvelous and it's huge it's like it's we are as big as its nose yeah, if you look, if you think of, if you've ever been in, um, what is it, Hellra? Is that what I mentioned earlier? Yeah, so if you've ever been in Hellra and you've seen the air astronaut in Hellra, it's like, it looks like it's like three times the size of that. So big. It's so big. So big. It looks super cool. Um, you'll earn the Splash Buckler Supreme title if you get all of the trials achievements. Um, and then you can also get the Storm Scourge Howler Mount and the Storm Surge Body and Face Markings. So, that is pretty cool. The mount itself looks kind of like um, water, like contained into the shape of an animal, and then it's got all this cool, like, coral-type armor on the outside. Um, and the body markings look like waves. So, um, they're actually on a Khajiit in the picture. I feel like whenever they show us, like, body markings on stuff, they don't typically do them on, like, Khajiit or Argonians or things like that. So it's pretty cool that they showed it on this one. The heck is it's that fur, paint. <laughs> fur paint. I like how it defines that title as extremely extra. <laughs> the extremely extra Swashbuckler Supreme title. So what does that mean it requires? That's what I want to know, if it's extremely extra. I don't know, but as someone who works mm. around a lot of teenagers, I hear that expression all the time. You're so extra. Like, you want to finish that sentence? Extra what? Just extra. You're just extra. 
Like, you make no sense, kids. You're just a, you're this just article a struck a nerve with our, uh... You're just, you're, you're just a lot, okay? Um, yeah, there's going to be some trial-specific item sets, of course. Um, the one that they mentioned specifically is the Pearlescent Ward Heavy Set, which, when fully equipped, will grant a bonus to you and your party's damage in addition to their damage reduction based on how many members of your team are dead. What? Well, dead or alive. So it's a tank set. It's dead or alive. Um, it's You get extra damage based on the number alive and damage reduction based on the ones that are dead. Oh. Yeah. So it says uh, grants you up to 11... You and up to 11 members, Pearlescent Ward, uh, increases weapon and spell damage by up to 180 based on the number of group members alive and damage reduction from non-player enemies out of six... Uh, out of 66% based on the number of uh, members that are dead. Hmm. So, so it's one of those dual condition sets that depending on, uh, you know, you're going to get an increase to your DPS if everybody's alive, but if you start having people fall off, it's going to help, help keep you alive so you can get back in. Yeah, they actually mentioned that this set is fantastic for groups who are learning. Mm-hmm. So, like, while your group is trying to figure out what the mechanics do, um, this will help you stay alive longer, potentially, due to the damage reduction, so that you can actually figure out what the mechanics are, rather than like, okay, hey, we got through this first wave, but everybody died on the second wave, so let's start over. Um, so. Now, the downside of that. Use... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that could be useful for groups who are just getting together or just learning, things like that. So my question would be, does this set become somewhat obsolete, though, once you know what you're doing? Because um, the 180, it says up to 180 weapon and spell damage, which, I mean, any increase you get is good, but that's not a huge number. Um, and, you know, are other trial sets that we already have going to be better options? If you, because if it's designed to be kind of a learning set, and you get it from yeah. one of the harder trials, or what they're saying, you know, requires tight windows and and all that, I just wonder if this will be a set that uh, once people have gotten familiar with the trial, they're like, eh, I'm just going to go back to using what I was using before, because this one's not really. I don't know. It's an interesting well, set. Well, one thing I like for trial progression groups. For mm-hmm. once you have it, you're going and you're just going back and you're going through all those trials for the first time. Right. Yeah, I think it, I think yeah. it'll definitely have its place. I just I wonder, you know, groups that are familiar with things, if, if this will be a set that sticks around or if they're like, no, once you know what you're doing, just go ahead and ditch that for X other set. Or it will just stick around because that restoration staff or. Or, or uh, lightnings, whatever the staff is, just really freaking cool. That yeah, or does look cool. what it, or it may like kind of a weird way to think about it would also be that that may allow some people, like say that you have the same group that runs every time. If your tank is running that, it may allow some of your DPS. Not that you get a lot of extra damage out of it, but it may allow people to swap around some of the sets that your DPS are wearing, or even your healers are wearing, if the tank is taking up some of that extra, you know, um, weapon damage, I guess you could say. Right. 
maybe take a set that they they were getting a little bit of weapon damage from and swap mm-hmm. it for one with higher crit chance or something. Yeah, or or even swap out what glyphs you're running on stuff, right? Yeah. Um, because maybe you don't need then the extra weapon damage. You can use, you know, health or crit, like you said, or you know, change what what piece you've got set every what pieces you've got set where. So, could be fun with groups that are kind of running non-meta or just messing around because it says up to 11 members right but that does mean that you could still use it in a form a four-person situation if you wanted to okay i have to ask you a question mm-hmm. i'm looking at the shield and i'm not i'm not a fashion person so i could have the word wrong here but does that look like a is it a corset <laughs> hold on i'm scrolling back down to see me it looked like it was broken off of like a dragon or something it looked more like a giant scale yeah so what it is is that's the shape of the sea snakes so like the maormer you know have that have you ever seen the antiquity that's the statue that's the sea snake i was right it's a giant scale yeah that's that's shaped like that um so when i'm looking at that what i'm seeing is two of those maormer sea snake shapes almost making like a heart right um, it's not meant to be a heart, but it's like two of those mirroring each other with like a big scale or something in the middle. That's kind of what I see. But I do see what you look like, what you're talking about. It does kind of look like a corset piece. <laughs> it, it looks like, like it's like the, the part that looks like the heart in the middle is like a layer underneath. Where your chest would go. Yeah. Yeah. And like it's multi-layered and then anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, y'all, if you're listening, go go look. You can go look at that and make fun of me for thinking that in the first place. You know, whatever, it's fine. Yeah. To me, I see that as two of those Maormer snakes, the symbolism of the sea snakes, um, the giant sea snakes turned in, facing towards each other, like almost nose to nose. Oh yeah. No, I definitely see that. I still just think it looks like a clothing article, but you know. For sure, it does. The shield definitely. <laughs> I mean, it can looks have like the snakes and still be clothing. Technically, a shield is armor, so... Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It is interesting, though, that that's the only piece that looks like that. Like, um, I mean, they do have that sort of shape in the, um, in the arrows, like the quiver, and a little bit in the bow and the maces, but on the maces, it looks more like horns to me than it does that snake sort of shape yeah it comes down a little more than the maces they they still are kind of going up toward the top more where the mm-hmm. on the shield it sort of comes back down okay now i can't unsee it for myself personally but the the helm kind of is creature of the black lagoon to me <laughs> creature uh, of the black yeah. lagoon like yeah. with the, do you see what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's with got the, like, a little fan, fin. On, yep. the fin on top. All right, yeah. cosplayers, take note. Creature of the Black Lagoon. There you go. Yep. Creature from the Black Lagoon. There it is. So there you go. That's your uh, High Isle Dreadsail Reef preview. Yeah. So. Which brings us to the lore. The lore or ascendant lord. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Meet the characters for the evening are the Ascendant Lord and Magus. 
I have not read this yet, so I am just going to let you give me all the deets. All right, I got about part way through, so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna start at the beginning here. Forward slash feet up. That's what his emote is. He's just putting his feet up. So no, if I do see. that, I might fall asleep. <laughs> Same ball. All right. Conversation with the Ascendant Lord by Adondora Chronicler at Large. Who were the Knights of the Ascendant Order? The provocative statements and protests put forth by these radicals have alarmed authorities throughout Tamriel. Dark rumors of hidden actions to match the angry words are even more worrying. Now, thanks to your humble chronicler's pers persistence, the secretive leaders of the Ascendant Order speak directly to you, my faithful readers. My meeting with the Ascendant Order leaders involved a blindfold and a long wagon ride on a meandering route. When the blindfold was finally removed, I found myself in a farmhouse cellar with hooded guards standing watch. Before me sat a proud mage and a lordly knight, each dressed in fine plate armor with helms that hid their faces. The lord spoke first. You may refer to me as the Ascendant Lord, Madame Adonadora. I am told you wish to meet with us. How can we help you? I'm a chronicler, I replied. But no chronicle is complete when you hear only one side of the story. The authorities say that you are agitators and anarchists. I want to give you a chance to set the record straight. You'll relay our message without the typical embellishments and baseless speculation that usually marks your work, the mage said, no doubt sneering beneath his visor. What you call embellishment is simply journalistic style, I explained. People don't read things that bore them, you know. As I'm sure you you appreciate, dear reader, the ascendant order ra the ascendant lord raised his armored hand. You condemn her before she's written a word, Magus. I'm willing to see if the lady is good at her promise. Ask your questions, chronicler. I decided to start with the obvious. Who are you? Ah, animinity is our shield and our armor. We are all around you, your relatives, your neighbors, the everyday folk of Tamriel. As I stated, you may call me the Ascendant Lord. This is the Ascendant Magus, my second. Everyday folk, indeed. Clearly, the Ascendant Lord was a noble of high breeding. His manners and speech made that much clear. And the Magus, likewise, spoke like a person of wealth and education. I moved on to my next question. What is it that you want, Lord? An end to empires, the Ascendant Lord replied. How much blood and misery has been the result of the ambitions of Tamriel's kings and queens? The rich and the powerful have us fighting each other so that they can grow richer and even more powerful. It's time to bring these foolish wars to an end. And bring those tyrants to justice, the Magus added with some vehemence. There must be a reckoning for generations of oppression. Yes, that's what your leaflets say, I replied. Why do you, the Lord and the Magus, the men beneath those helms, why do you want those things? The Magus snorted. No one with a conscience can stand by and let oppression go unchecked. Ah, so you're an idealist, I said, scribbling furiously in my notes. Some people would say you're a fanatic. You know... What about you, Lord? Are you an idealist, too? I could not see the Ascendant Lord's face, of course, but I sensed he was amused. An idealist? 
Not exactly. I founded the Ascendant Order because I saw a world that could be different, better, and I possess the will and ability to make that world a reality, and justice will always be with us. But we can give people the power they need to deal with injustice themselves, instead of begging some distant throne to solve their problems. It's rumored that the Ascendant Order knights murder guards who get in their way, I said. Sometimes rob merchants and farmers too? How does that make the world better? The Lord and the Magnus and the Magus fell silent under their faceless helms. I wondered if perhaps I had gone too far in my questioning. I told you this was a bad idea, Magus said to Lord. What sort of fair report do you think she'll give, a, give us? Better that she says nothing at all. The Ascendant Lord shook his head. The merest motion of his helm, I realized then that my very life might depend on the next words he said. I tried not to let my fear show. Silencing her would only prove the readers of those ugly rumors to prove the truth of those ugly rumors to her readers, he said. Besides, I extended a promise of safe passage. I do not break my promises. I quietly exhaled in relief. Do you have an answer, Ascendant Lord? I asked. One shouldn't pay heed to unsubstantiated rumors, Madame Adandora, he said. But no change comes without cost. The greater the change, the greater the cost. I hope one day chroniclers can look back on what we accomplished and see that the ends justify the means. What do you plan? I started to ask, but the Lord motioned with his hand. The hooded guards came forward. Blindfold our chronicler, and see to it that she's returned unharmed to the place where you found her, the Ascendant Lord instructed them. Good day, my dear. We will find you if we have anything more to say in the future. And that, dear reader, is the story of my meeting with the Ascendant Lord and the Ascendant Magus. Will they choose to speak again? Only time will tell. Alright, that, that sounded like an interesting encounter. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, uh... I don't know if I'm in that situation I'm asking those questions. Hooded guards yeah, and really. covering my head up and big dude and a giant mage and... As the player down. character, we end up in that conversation and normally we're, like, slinging spells and a sword, not asking questions. <laughs> so, Chronicler's got some guts. You want to yeah, do what sure. now? Here, eat my blade. <laughs> I uh I like that they talk a bit about um where is it let me see uh, I founded the Ascendant Order because I saw a world that could be different and better and I possess the will and ability to make that world a reality injustice will always be with us but we can give people a power they need to deal with injustice themselves instead of begging some distant throne to solve their problems so his his deal, like that right there, tells you about his deal with the Three Banners War. Like, he does not see the reason for people to be fighting over a throne that is so far away. Can we side to... with the Ascendant Lord? Are we allowed to do that in this? Is, can there be two outcomes? Who knows? I mean, <laughs> we, we all have to find out. But, you know, know, that tells tells you right there that uh, kind of what his thoughts are. On the three banners war right it's like i don't care who's in charge i want people to be able to take care of themselves 
on the spot rather than deal with having to beg somebody to take care of them who may be all the way in Cyrodiil. Mm -hmm. um, or all the way, you know, wherever. You know what um, this kind of made me think of? Um, not as powerful, I'm, I'm sure, but Thanos. Nah, not at all. No, you don't think so? The ends justify the means. Lots of people may have to die, but it's it's, it's, it's for the greater good kind he of thing. You never said anything about lots of people having to die? Well, he was asked about killing folks, and he's like, well, don't believe all the rumors, but there are costs. So... He, yeah. he didn't say he was killing people. He didn't admit it. <laughs> yeah. He well. didn't, but the lore masters did when we were talking in the preview. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think oh. I think this has the potential to be um, a really good quest line just because the villain already sounds... I mean, I'm assuming he's going to be the villain. Who knows what kind of twist they may have. But the villain sounds yeah. interesting already. Um, I always find it a little bit more um, intriguing when the villain... At least, you know, they're not, they're not just the typical I'm power hungry and... I'll just do whatever to get all the power and make everybody bow to me kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. That has its place sometimes, but it's sort of overdone when they just want to, you know, they're just mad about something. They want to kill everybody and take over where you've got somebody who actually thinks that what they're doing is the right thing, um, which is, you know, why it made me think of Thanos um, is, you know, Thanos kind of thought what he was doing was, really the the right thing for existence um with a very tremendous cost associated with it so this sounds like you know when he's asked what are you he, she's the, the chronicler uh anyway uh, the chronicler was about to ask what uh what are your plans and that's when he silenced he said nah we're done here <laughs> um yeah but you know, just said that the end, you know, hopefully they'll they'll say the ends justify the means. So what kind of massacre has he got planned? Yeah. I also would like to know, um, you know, he talks about empowering the people uh, because he wants them to be able to deal with injustices on their own. Well, what injustices is he specifically talking about? And mm -hmm. what, how is he empowering those people? Because he's obviously of noble background and he obviously has the funds to be able to do whatever he's doing. So what is it that he is actually doing? What is he helping the people with? What injustices, or what does he feel are the injustices in Tamriel? Well, what is I see it... as an injustice, just putting this out there, because we've all played through all three of the main quest lines, right? The Daggerfall, the Dominion, the Pact. I have not. And... Never hasn't. Oh, well. <laughs> do that uh, <laughs> spoilers but, um, but if when it's like all three of us we all mostly play as Dominion but when you go and you're over on DC or EP's shores you you see the Dominion doing the bad stuff they're the they're mm -hmm. the ones who are burning down the houses and mm -hmm. stabbing the puppies and I missed that quest and <laughs> No, I mean, technically, later on, you know, the and Dominion it's not has just, its... It, it, 
There's a reason no one likes Dominion. And then, yeah. uh, and, um, that's the same for the other two factions as well. You're, yes, if this is your main faction you're playing, but if you go to another area, they're, they're doing, they're doing the bad stuff. And how I interpret that is he is going, trying to give the citizens the means to counter all those bad attacks. Mm-hmm. That's how yeah, I'm interpreting that. Could, that could be. That could be. Um, I just wonder if it's more so the other levels of things. You know, like, there's quite a bit of, uh, still, it seems, um, you know, a bit of slave slavery in Tamriel, or a bit of um, injustices in that way as well. You know, people being, men and myrrh being discriminated against, or uh, men and myrrh being manipulated in ways to benefit the alliances that aren't necessarily the best um, overall for their people or for their culture or background because you see that a lot even in the quest lines right um, so I wonder if it's also things like that just like people being able to take care of themselves and being able to not uh, need other other people in Tamriel to support them in those ways. Maybe know. that's why they're based in Bardenfeld, because they're trying to break down that Argonian slave trade. It could be, who knows. <laughs> but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And how much of that is just the front for, uh, you know, the ultimate in game? If that's just... You could also just be lying through his teeth. Oh, it's yeah. totally... It, it's totally just him putting... He's trying to become Emperor, just like everyone else. I, mean, I was going to say, yeah, you, for all yeah, we know, that could be too. Yeah, you you, you sell uh, you sell your message well enough, and people from all three alliances start to back you. Before mm -hmm. you know it, you've got more people fighting for you than either one of the three alliances do. And then you can basically take over all of it. Well, more so than that, why the Mages Guild and why the Fighters Guild? We still don't know. Because they also, remember, uh, in some of the previous stuff we've talked about, the people that are invited, or the seals that are going to people, are going to the three alliances, but also to the Mages and the Fighters Guild, right? Right. Do I remember that correctly? Well, right. they were at the first peace talks. Yeah, they That's were neutral yeah. parties. Horribly wrong. Right. So... Hmm. Hmm. Right? <laughs> they, I think they may be manipulating us. Zoss, I mean. They said this wasn't <laughs> going to be a big Daedric incursion thing. This is actually a Daedra wearing a... You know, you can't, you can't recognize because of the armor. It's going to manipulate everybody. And, and then all the Daedra are just going to storm through and once everybody's in one place, kill them all. And okay, so what Daedra have we not had to deal with yet? Well, they never die, right? They they just like get uh, temporarily uh, cast out or something. Mm -hmm. I know, but if yeah. we're going out on the wall of crazy like thoughts here, what Daedra have we not actually had to deal with for a quest line yet? That's who it is. Uh, well, I haven't played enough of the quest lines to answer that for sure, but. <laughs> um, I mean, we, I, I was joking, but I mean, we don't really have Hermes Mara, right? Except in the last, Blackwood had some, a little bit of Hermes He had a, he had a quest line in 
uh, Craglorn, where you have to find uh, Swarum. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. I'm not sure I've done that one. It's a good one. I recommend it. It could just be Molly um, Balls finally coming back. It has been years, right? <laughs> no. Boring. It's not sanguine. <laughs> too much war, not enough debauchery. Yeah, too much war, not enough wine. Which is, uh, which was the one in Skyrim that, um, tricked you into the drinking game? Sanguine. Was that that was? Sanguine. Okay. It was sanguine, mm -hmm. yeah. It's Periot. He just wants to make everybody throw up all over everything. Or the, the one kidding. that pooped out the other thing. <laughs> Malcat. Yeah. <laughs> okay, do we need to hop off the wall crazy now? Maybe. I think we should before we okay. get into some weird stuff here. Okay, well, the Ascendant we'll Lord is not going to poop out other people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I hate everything. Yeah, uh, yeah. no, I'm I'm very excited. This this uh, kind of gives us a little bit of insight into the Ascendant Lord and into the Magus, and I think that'll be, yeah, pretty yeah. Uh, fun to see. Pretty fun, pretty fun. Well, that wraps up everything as far as our news goes. Uh, did either of you have anything uh, from this previous week in game you wanted to share? We normally do that at the start, but kind of forgot. Um, no, not really with me. I've had a lot of real life stuff because it was my, my actual um, birthday this week. Uh, so I've been not online very much or in Discord very much, so it's just been the normal kind of like log in, do rids, log off right now. Right. Um, we haven't even gotten to run a dungeon or anything lately, so. It's been uh, a while, yeah. Yeah, we need to, yeah. we need to fix that. We need to run a dungeon. Dun yeah, we do. Dungeon. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't remember when I, I think maybe the last time we tried to do this uh, I might have mentioned it then but I finally got to seven on my uh, scrying and excavating so I've actually gone in and I've uh, been able to do a few of the gold leads I've been sitting on I'm sure I've lost some by now but uh, I had a few that uh, I had that I was able to go and go and get those done so that's fun nothing overly exciting yet I've got one piece of one or two different mythics I think uh, so I'll chase those but yeah, so that's kind of fun. I may hopefully have uh, my first mythic piece within the next six to eight weeks or months or eventually. Nice. Eventually is always a good option. Eventually, yeah. You made me go in and check, and I have two mythic pieces that I need to work on right now. I mean, not right now because we're in the stuck pod, but I have to go right. to the Deadlands. <laughs> right. Yeah, I need to uh, Oh, actually... speaking of the mythics. Did you guys notice? I, I noticed this the other day because I started playing Skyrim. But the um, the enchanting table you can get through antiquities, it's like a more of a reddish version of the one that you have in, that exists in Skyrim in the Skyrim games. Uh, oh really? That. Yeah, it's that it's that type of build with the points in the skull and yeah. That's cool. So how do you get the lead for that for everybody who's wondering? Uh, there's different things in the Deadlands you get the leads from. I don't remember because I got them randomly just playing through the Deadlands. 
Yeah, that's. I have three leads right now from there that are. Um, I think probably from bosses or dailies. I don't recall. All right. Well, um, I think that does it for the show then. Uh, or uh, Gwen, did you have anything? No, I've been doing real life stuff too. Okay. Well, we do have a, a housing contest. Um, it's going to run through the 21st of June uh, up till a console release for High Isle. Um, it is a, uh, you decorate your own snug pot, and if you win, what do you get? The torch bug. The famous uh, green torch bug. Woot, woot. That's right, a green or yellow. I'm not sure which color it technically is, but uh, the original you know, kind of torchy bugs that they have. So hopefully the code we has have works. It should work, hopefully. Yep. If not, we'll figure that out. But um, it was gifted to us by Caddy Jax. So thank you for that. Um, I will do my best. I really need to get into our Discord and get a channel set up and get the rules and everything in there. So apologies that that has not happened yet. There's just been a lot going on in real life. Um, so I haven't been able to do that, but I will try and make time to do that hopefully sometime this week. Um, but, uh, rules are pretty simple. You can use any theme, any design within your snug pod. Um, it can be acquired in game for gold, the snug pod. And we know that decor takes a little bit of time. So that's why we're making it kind of a longer contest. Um, and it's not just open to lore seekers. It's open to people that listen too. So, um, as soon as I set up the channel in discord and, and we talk about it, we'll figure out how. Um, if you are not a lore seeker, but you do listen to the show, um, and you want to submit an entry, we will figure out how to, uh, get that done for you as well. Hopefully we'll be able to do either some, um, snug pod tours or, uh, you know, do some screenshots and things like that where we can, um, check out your snug pod. Now this is a PlayStation contest. Yes, thank yes. you for yep, clarifying Yep, that. we gotta stress that this is a PlayStation contest. Yes, sadly I do not have torch bugs to give away on PC. Or... Not at the moment. <laughs> more specifically, um... PlayStation NA. Yeah, because we don't play on EU. Uh, we may yeah. have characters there, but not with enough to have anything to give as prizes. Um, so there may be other prizes as well if we get enough entries. And we have several that we like and then we'll do a grand prize and then we'll figure out uh, some smaller prizes to go go along with it so that um, you know I don't want I don't want to have a hundred people compete and only one person gets something like we'll, we'll try to do something to go uh, to do a second and third place something like that but um, we'll just have to wait and see what it looks like as far as uh, entries and figure all that out closer to time to wrap up the contest uh, mm -hmm. and one other thing that we may do we, you know, we see some snug pods that we like. We may be like, hey, uh, set a table down, put us some chairs out, and we'll come and have our uh, come have our show there once, you know. Um, it'd be fun. Um, and, you know, it was mentioned if you're not a lore seeker, you know, you'll be able to do this too, but you can always just fix that and come be a lore seeker. We'll talk about that a little bit more shortly. Yeah. You can absolutely join us. Um, we have a Discord and... Um, you can see our events and announcements there. We are trying to get some more things going, but great news is we actually have uh, a new event that's just started recently and hopefully one on the horizon. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, we've had uh, Moki, one of our lore seekers on PlayStation, has started a fishing event. So pretty exciting for that. It's Shoo, scams. Go away. Go on. Shoo. So, uh, you were saying uh, the fishing event just recently started um, that Moki is, is hosting. And that's going to be Monday nights. Um, I believe... 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Eastern. Is that right? Yep. 8 p.m. Eastern. She typically starts grouping with people uh, anytime after 7.30, I think. And um, the great thing is uh, it's working towards the Master Angler achievement. So that's for the title, the boat, um, all of that stuff that goes along with that, that you can get the achievements for fishing. And uh, what's really great is that she has been kind enough to make some of the um, Arteum, uh, whatever that is, the broth that helps yeah, thank you, with the, the fishing, um, like, boost, whatever, um, and then has been putting it in the guild store for, like, one gold or whatever for a stack, so, um, or maybe it's even in the bank, I'm not sure, but either way, it's, it's pretty great that she has gone above and beyond to do all that, so, uh, if you want to join, feel free, pop on in there, it usually so... goes for a couple hours, so you don't have to be there right at eight, um, so yeah. So it's Moki's Master Angler Monday. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, as it's a fish event, I was trying to think of something that rhymed together, but it's on Mondays. It, it, so yes. it's weird to rhyme. I, I but think we're going it's, uh, for Master Angler. I think. Hold on. Actually, I can tell you what we discussed calling it. Oh. Okay. Um, there was, I think, Moki's Monday Angler Adventures. Okay. Monday Master Angling Adventures is what's in our event calendar. So, okay. yeah. um, But still, I do like that. So, I don't know. Well, it's got some sort of a title that has to do with fishing. That's what you need to know. Yep. That's, and that's, uh, that's what if you're in the guild and want to participate, uh, you know, go check in on Discord. But uh, she already has the. Uh, the zone this time is going to be Malabal Tour. Um, so uh, definitely jump in and go grab some fish around the uh, swamps and lakes and whatnot of one of them green areas. So should be a yep. good time. Yep, yep. Um, another event that we are talking about potentially doing... Um, so let us know if you're interested in joining for this. Um, it's kind of a, like a midnight mayhem sort of scenario. Um, because of our real life schedules, a lot of times we are late in game. Um, so we were looking at potentially doing some sort of like a grouping um, late, late, late evenings uh, just for a little bit to run around and do some stuff as a guild all together, whether that be like world bosses or I don't know What were your other ideas for that never? Well, uh, if we get enough people we could try to run a trial we could yep. uh, go run around Cyrodiil uh, Imperial City. Yeah, we do have some people looking for the Sky Shard achievements in there And sometimes if you get in the right server late at night you can get it where the gates are open and there's not a whole bunch of people so yep. so, um, um, Just kind of anything that 
we can do as a guild together that maybe late evening um, on a weekend potentially things like that for people yeah, so. so it originally the idea started as sort of a one-off like just plan a week um, put it together if it's successful and people enjoy it and there's enough um, enough demand for something that late which isn't late for everybody I mean midnight for uh, for some of us is eight o'clock for others so um, you know there's all these time zone time zones and things but um, if there's enough people that want to do it and uh, then we can certainly try to make it uh, maybe not a weekly thing but bi-weekly or monthly or something I mean it's a lot to ask people to stay up till midnight all the time but um, yeah. and start something at midnight you know it's, it's one thing madness. yeah it's madness one thing to, this is what it is <laughs> it's one thing to finish <laughs> up at midnight but to start something at midnight's a whole whole other thing so. I don't know what you're talking about I'm just fine uh, yeah well um, <laughs> I'm not promising not to release an audio clip uh, from the previous attempt at recording last week um, are you talking you about where I fell, are you talking about where I fell asleep because go ahead release it that'll be funny <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, it's pretty bad when you have a show and one of your hosts bores themselves to sleep so. I didn't bore myself to sleep. It was too oh, early so in the morning. We bored it you is to sleep. ten till two right you're now. Saying we bored you to sleep. Okay. It was. She was doing her working on her sleeps per second. It's fine, right? That's yeah. a stat. Sleeps per second. That's, sleeps you per guys second. know that I sleep. I sleep. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That, you're gonna get that new trial dummy for the uh, for the guild house, so that you can practice your sleep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Social well, media. Yeah, so if you are um, listening to us and you think this probably was the best thing ever live, it's not, you're, you're wrong. But if you thought that and you want to come check us out, you can watch us on Twitch. We are uh, on twitch.tv slash snugpodcast, or you can just go on YouTube and search snugpodcast and uh, videos will be up there too. Um, but if you are watching and would rather just listen um you know if you say if it's putting the host to sleep i should probably listen because i can't sleep at night and maybe this will help um <laughs> then you know you can listen to us on spotify apple Podcasts, google podcasts uh stitcher and several others so uh just check your podcast uh app and you know just google or search for snug podcast and um hopefully uh you should find us there um, we are also on other social media things, such as the Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at Snug Podcast, and you can also email us if you want to jump the. If you are already uh, with your Snug Pod and you want us to know that you want to us to come tour it, or just let us know. Uh, Tell us where we can see your snug pod by using snugpodcast at gmail.com. Yep. And what about joining the guild? How would one go about doing such a fantastic thing as becoming a lore seeker? <laughs> if you would like to become a lore seeker and join our guild, you can go to loreseekerseso.org. From there, you can uh, join the guild by putting in an application and downloading Discord. Um, it's very, very easy. Um, and then once you do that, one of us will take a peek at it, uh, one of the officers, and hopefully as long as you pass the I'm not a big old meanie head test, uh, you'll be able to join the guild. 
and do your role selection and we'll get you going from there. We do have um, Lore Seekers guilds pretty much across all platforms um, and servers for the most part. There are some that are a little less active than others um, due to time zones and things like that. But um, in general, uh, we pretty much have um, most everything covered across um, NA and EU for the most part. So uh, feel free to join us. And uh, we look forward to having you in the guild if you do come that way. So, yeah. And if you have event ideas and you are interested in uh, hosting those things, uh, let us know. Um, we are all about empowering uh, members to, uh, you know, guide others on the things that they enjoy doing, um, like the fishing event. Moki enjoys fishing. Some other people enjoy fishing we have an event now that you know someone hosts that and you can tag along and just uh it's a nice relaxing way just to get to know your fellow guild members and while you know chasing some achievements and and getting some cool stuff from that and if you have um in the past we had an event where someone just went through a zone and kind of talked about the lore uh from that zone while you know maybe killing world bosses or just uh getting all of the uh, points of interest um, you know, that was an event we had in the past that was, you know, kind of, it's a cool thing to do, you know, it's real laid back. Uh, or if you're like, hey, I want to start trying to get trials going, and I'm, I'm an expert in trials, and I really enjoy teaching. Um, you know, just let us know. We, we want to see some things like this get going. Um, but it's hard to, uh, it's hard to do everything, so the more people that can step up and uh, and do those things, then the more of that kind of stuff we can have uh, have on the calendar. So um, reach out and let us know, and we will we will definitely get you pointed in the right direction on, on doing that. And with yeah. all of that said, I think that wraps us for this week. I think so. So I think we did it. You ladies have a lovely night, and our listeners and watchers, uh, you as well. And Sasquatch. <laughs> now, don't yes. tell him he did that. Don't tell him. We'll know he listened yeah. if he comments on it. <laughs> All true. right, everyone. Have a good night. Good night. Good night.